1: Here comes the relief from the pain unapologetically this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady
2: and good afternoon this is Lock and Load yes I do sound this bad my apologies Uh, joining me now he sounds better joining me now is writer and podcaster rob morse good afternoon sir
3: bill i'm sorry your throat is under the weather yeah it gets better soon
2: me me too um
3: um, i uh, there's so much news we could do hours and hours i want to talk about how our neighbors did it defending themselves because i think there's something we can learn there too yeah ready to jump in please okay Um, This one's out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. As ordinary as it gets, this lady's working at home. Oddly, the police and news reports don't give us the time of the call, but her neighbors inadvertently do. They said, yeah, I heard shots fired and I just sent my kids off to school. So I'm guessing about eight o'clock in the morning, she's at home working on her laptop and she hears somebody beating on her front door. She goes, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm at work. What? I wasn't expecting anybody. And this guy starts yelling. And the more she pays attention, the crazier things sound. She goes, I'm not opening that door. Oh, no, no, no. She grabs her firearm, calls 911 and says, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm trying to talk to somebody through my door. He's not taking no for an answer. Finally, the guy outside kicks down the door, launches it all the way across the room. You know, Oh, by the way, to do that, you have to tear all the hinges out of the door frame and the security chain off the wall. And he comes in. Needless to say, that's not someone. Excuse me, madam. I've noticed your newspapers getting damp out. Yeah, I thought I'd do. No, huh. nothing like that at all. He comes toward her. She shoots him one time. He stops. She stops. The police get there. They cuff him, make sure he's disarmed. EMTs transport him. I'm betting this guy was intoxicated because she doesn't know him from Adam. She doesn't know why he's there. The police finally get help unlocking his phone. The guy was trying to buy sex online and was scammed and sent to this address who doesn't know him from the man on the moon. Okay. Wow, talk about a strange delivery at your front door. And what it doesn't say is, what should we do in that case? And I'm not talking about how to make sure nobody's, uh, I'm worried about the defender, not the person who's looking for company. Let me be clear. It doesn't say where she was in her home, Bill. Right. And to me, that makes all the difference. You know, you and I, if someone's knocking at my front door and I have this tendency, I have a peephole, I can look. Okay, what is it? Maybe I'll open the door, maybe not. But there's something about this guy's demeanor that says, no, no chance. You're not coming in. I tell you what, you may come in, but the police will mediate our first meeting. Okay, that impulse to go answer the door is in conflict with your safety. And the person who has done a great job with this is Masad Yub. If you watch his videos, he doesn't even stand where he can be seen at the door. He's treating that last corner like a barricade. Right. He's looking around the corner. He's, he does not have a gun in his hand. He's got his hand near his firearm. He's looking around the corner going, what do you want? He's not completely visible. So he's using cover as concealment. I, they see his eye only. I go, wow, that's so common. But I, 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 this affected me so much. I went, I have glass panels near my door my wife and I should practice this because this is pretty pretty common. You know, uh, There was a, what did I see? A robbery crew, it was in California. They think they're actually foreign nationals. They're going to the back of the house, kicking in sliders, sliding glass doors, right. and walking in. And they're, they're as professional as they come. So you hear someone banging on the door, you might want to approach it with a little bit of caution there's a, a second story that was so similar except it, it well in this case, this is in Chicago of all places guys at home as near as I can tell it's a high-rise apartment sounds like it and his first uh, notion that something's wrong is with one kick the door is knocked in so he's starting a lot later in the in the problem. He gets up and he shoots the bad guy who breaks in and comes toward him. But again, where do you do that? We would say you don't want to go toward the door. It's not your job to stop the guy from stealing your silverware. It's your job to save your life. Maybe you stay in your bedroom.
2: So here's the problem with that. If, if if I'm awake and uh, Somebody's trying to come in while I'm awake. Yeah. I kind of think that as soon as they've made it in the house that I don't have to get up there and say, are you here to steal the silverware or to rape me and murder my wife? And I said that I I meant, you know, I I messed that up on purpose. But I, I don't think that's my issue at that point. If somebody breaches and comes in the house, however it is, they do it. And if, if they are bad guys and everything, I think that if, uh, you know, of course you want to use tactics and everything. You don't want to be standing there in the classic isosceles position with your whole shoulders hunched up around your ears and right ready to go blazing. But you do want to be in a position where there's only so far they're going to be able to make it in. And if you want to give them a choice, you know, if they see you with guns up and they decide to run. Okay.
3: But what you're saying is it's, depends on the context middle of the day right now yeah you know kim's up uh maybe you've got relatives in the house maybe you have grandchildren in the house right oh that's a very different story right yeah
2: Yeah. everything changes then so i mean it it really i I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all i bet you there's it it is the most individual it's as individualistic as fingerprints the type of things you might face in an encounter where you might have to go guns up if they come in and break in on your house
3: and, and there, that's my point. You need a plan that has different answers depending on different situations. Right. If you're asleep and someone's already kicked in your door and they're in your house, let's not go get in a gunfight in the middle of your, of your house. I want you to have every advantage. And Bill and I will swear this on a stack of Bibles. I, I know we're going to agree. Making that guy come through your bedroom door puts you at a huge advantage, particularly if you're, like, hidden behind the bed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It it just, there's, you know, there's no Yeah, go. Well, I mean, like you said, it just depends on where you are in the house. You're going to have to fight wherever exactly. you are. You're going to have to fight wherever you are. And if you, right. once you, if you start moving, if you don't see them coming in, if you don't know exactly where they are, when you start moving, you are now giving up the tactical advantage can be absolutely yeah so yeah
3: and and we've got millions of new gun owners and they go yeah i'll use a gun to de- defend me and my family and i'm going do you know how yeah and i'm not talking about marksmanship or firearm safety or
2: there's more to learn I've got a question about the millions of new gun owners simply because I've been wondering this this uh there's this thing we're hearing and I'll ask you about this in the opening before we go into the next Defensive gun use. Tell everybody how to find you.
3: I host the Self Defense Gun Stories Podcast. That's twenty minutes once a week. I also write the Slowfax blog. I try and get a couple articles out a week, twenty one hundred for you to look at now. My writing is picked up at Class Daily and at Opslands. With all that, it's a target rich environment, and Bill and I always have something to talk about.
2: Always have something to talk about. Even if there's nothing in the news, there's enough out there to talk about. (gasps) We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. and welcome back this is lock and load talking to writer and podcaster rob morris uh, before you go into the next defensive gun use you were talking about the millions of new gun owners we've got and i've I've been asking this question how is it that we uh how is it that we consider the gun industry to be in a slump when we're at month 49 or 50 where there's been over a million guns sold in each of those months for for the last 49 months 50 months i And, and, and yeah that was a question i put out there because everybody's like well we're afraid to do this we're afraid to do that and um Um, I was told that the new gun owners that came into the system during the COVID thing and I you know, the COVID thing was 2020, 2021, parts of 2022. So let's say half of 2020 because COVID really went uh, uh, viral in about March or April, right? Right. So half of 2020, all of 2021 and twenty. Some of 2022. So maybe that's two years altogether. But for the last 50 months, right, we've been having right. a million plus. And um, yeah. we had shortages of guns during COVID. Mm-hmm. So then here, here's I'm being told that everybody that became a new gun owner during that time dumped their guns into the market uh, after they got them. And uh, most of the guns being sold now are used guns, except that we don't, if if we think, if we say to ourselves, if we go on the high end and say there's 15 million new gun owners out there, that means 15 million guns dumped in the used market, but that's not 50 million guns if we're out there and we're just going to play that stupid game of only one gun per sale for the last 50 months, even though we know something like in my state, I don't have to go through a background check to buy a gun. Mm -hmm. And some people buy two or three at a time. So we're just just playing the one gun at a shot. So I'm I'm still not. I, I still wonder why we're being told that the the gun industry is in a slump.
3: And uh, yeah, their their sales don't say slump. I think what we're saying that we're calling it a slump. They're yeah. saying we don't know what to make of the of the market. A firearms manufacturer is making a multi-year investment when they say we want to come up with a new gun or modifications the the guys who I thought were brave were the guys who said I'm going to build an entirely new factory to make primers in the United States because that's a mountain of regulation and equipment we see new ammunition companies being formed and new manufacturing plants made for ammo so somebody's saying this is permanent this is the new normal what the CEOs and CFOs of these huge companies are saying, I don't know. But when you when you go to Shot Show, there appear to be a lot of new
2: guns. Well, and I mean the other thing I, I keep hearing about how uh, the AR market is dead, except huh. new ARs coming out all the time. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know I'm, I'm just I'm just well okay.
3: Compared to the time when you could say, I've got this kind of ordinary AR and I want to sell it for 1500 bucks," Well, those times are dead. And if you built your company on those kinds of prices, you are struggling now. Because I think the AR, it, you know, it is a Barbie gun. You can trick it out a lot. sure. But unless unless you're that kind of shooter, that's not necessary.
2: Well, I, I, I've just uh, anyway back 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 to the defensive gun uses thing. I just wanted to see. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you were as quizzed over this as I am because I'm just sitting here going, I'm, uh, "Yeah, okay." You,
3: you know what? It reminds me of people who are doing lady lazy reporting and are kind of ripping and reading what the last guy wrote about. So yeah, I don't understand it either. Wish I could. Yeah, where where did this what happen? Uh, oh, our one of our new favorite places to report on Philadelphia, you were guessing Chicago would have been a close second. This guy's it's after midnight. This guy's sitting in his car. It's still cold. It's still wintertime up there. And a car comes by and side swipes his car takes off the mirror. He goes, what the heck? His car's running while he's sitting in it. Now we don't know if he was getting in it, checking his phone, waiting for it to warm up, but he goes, and the, the, car that does the side swipe keeps going he goes, wait a minute turns in follows the car he goes at least I want to get a license plate well that car leads him on a bit of a chase turns down an alley and then stops and he goes okay we're going to get this straightened out and a guy gets out of the back seat who's armed this was a setup for a carjacking unfortunately for the carjackers hooray for our driver he's armed Legally, as all the Pennsylvania permits is carrying that night, the guy bad guy comes toward the tar, car, shouts for him to get out. What we don't know is whether the guy shot from the driver's seat, rolled down the window, or shot through the windshield, got out of the car and had a gunfight. We don't know. So that's a question we might want to talk about. Shoots the bad guy, bad guy runs, gets in the white car. Oddly enough, this is one of those... You wrote it this way, and it actually happened. This sounds like a movie. There was a cop nearby who heard gunshots. Cop goes, those are gunshots. This is bad. Sees our defender. Defender goes, I'm glad you're here, officer. Cop goes, what happened? Well, mirror, car chase, carjacking. Okay. What did the bad guy look like? What did the car look like? Now, cops have radios. Immediately, there are patrol cars in the area. They see the car. By the way, it's kind of dinged on the on the right side. Easy to sort it out. They follow it shortly. Three guys bail out. One of them isn't running too well. One of them they one of them they catch. The other guys, the, the wounded guy, not putting up much of an escape. He goes to the hospital, shot in the leg. Is it any surprise they find firearms uh, that the criminals were armed? And that the car was stolen yesterday. Our good guy is not charged with a crime. But wow, what a wake up call. There I was sitting in my car in the dark, letting it warm up while I check my phone, and all of a sudden I'm in a gunfight.
2: Good time gone bad. (laughs) Yeah. Or normal time gone bad or something like that. Anyway, yeah, that's that's the way it works though.
3: this is Philadelphia. Yeah. When you don't prosecute criminals when they you know, steal less than nine hundred dollars or what is it, less than a thousand bucks? Right. Somehow you end up generating more criminals and you say, Yeah, no, these joy rides that's just a joy right, that's carjacking. Right. People are being robbed at gunpoint. What the heck?
2: Yep. Tell everybody how to find you right quick, please.
3: Oh that. Yeah. I host the self defense gun stories podcast. Twenty-minute podcast talks about how our neighbors did in armed defense. Comes out once a week. Look on on your commute, just as a little snack food of a podcast. I also write the Slow Facts blog. Those articles are longer. I try and give everybody the story behind the story. My writing is picked up. It's carried at Clash Daily and at Ops Lens. I saw it some other places recently too. Yeah. Once a week, I'm here with Bill.
2: Yes. Thank you, Bill. Yes, sir. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
4: USA News Update. Sex and money takes center stage in the hearing regarding the potential removal of D.A. Fonnie Willis from Donald Trump's Georgia election case. A Trump co-defendant alleges that Willis financially benefited from hiring Nathan Wade, who allegedly treated her to luxurious vacations. Wade claims that Willis contributed financially, but lacks deposit slips
2: to substantiate the payments. The Kansas City Police Chief reports that the Super Bowl shooting began
4: as a dispute among a number of individuals, culminating in gunfire. Chief Stacy. Raves disclosed that two of the shooters are juveniles, and among the 22 wounded victims, half are under the age of 16. Researchers have detected additional water in outer space. Utilizing data from a retired NASA mission, scientists identified water on the surfaces of two asteroids. The Southwest Research Institute reports this marks the inaugural discovery of water molecules
1: on an asteroid's surface. John Schaefer, USA News. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. Prepare today. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. Mypatriotsupply.com.
6: My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste free, and garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's
4: natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive.
5: Marcus, what happened? (sighs) I was changing my oil, and I spilled some on the floor.
4: Oh, we'll use these $50 bills to wipe it up. Perfect. Got any more? Yeah, yeah. Take a couple hundred. Stop. Instead of using money, use an old rag. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states.
2: This is Lock and Load talking to writer and podcaster Rob Morse.
3: Yeah. The states are in the news. I have, I have something else we could talk about from Slow Facts. I want to jump into the news. Maybe we'll get back to Slow Facts later. Okay. So after the Bruin decision, the number of applications for concealed carry permits in Maryland increased sixfold. That's a big jump. Yep. That's not, oh, a little bit. A few more people were going from thousands to tens of thousands. And at the same time, very same time period on the calendar, the number of murders in Baltimore fell to its lowest rate. The the numbers in January were the lowest numbers since 2015. Right. Wait a minute. I thought guns caused crime. That's what all the baltimore democrat politicians were telling us yeah well i'm sure the mayor will claim it's his leadership by the way did you notice that Marilyn mosby the former state attorney for baltimore was recently convicted of both perjury and financial fraud she lied about loans for two homes she was getting in florida
2: yeah yeah she uh that was some creative bookkeeping
3: yeah um well, Maryland, it, that's the political milieu I want you to be thinking of because Maryland has a rifle ban. And you may remember, again, back in the Bruin case, the U.S. Supreme Court returned a number of gun ban cases to the lower courts and said they got the rulings wrong. Aye, right, wrong, do it over. that, that That's called, uh, what do they call it? They, they grant review, review it, say you got it wrong, and return it back. They don't even examine the case uh, at large at the U.S. Supreme Court. It's just one letter, got it wrong, go fix it. Well, one of those cases went back to the lower courts. It's, it's well, a year and a half now, right? And the Fourth Circuit returned the case to a sub panel of the court. That's fine. Those judges said, after a year and a half, uh, this is too hard. And we think we're going to tell you something that is going to get appealed to you anyway. So here, why don't you guys just solve it? That's really odd. That's almost unprecedented because none of the parties in the case, neither the plaintiffs nor the state, asked for an en banc, meaning the complete body of the court, to review the case. And, all right, when a sub panel of the court sits on it for... 18 months and then says this is too hard and no matter what we say it's going to get appealed to you anyway at that point the firearms policy coalition just threw up their hands and said nah this is not how courts work u.s supreme court would you please smack these guys on the head and give us a ruling okay which makes sense to me if there really is no there are no facts in doubt it's not like we need to brief anybody. Hi, judges, this is the law. Right. This is what the law said. You can argue about which laws are interpreted one way, but that's already been written out. We're not arguing about, did Mr. Morris go 49 miles an hour or uh, 46 in the 45 mile per hour zone? We're not arguing facts. We're arguing interpretations of the law. That's what you guys do. Go do it. I wonder if the U.S. Supreme Court is finally going to have to ask for a special master who says, you guys aren't listening to the court. You're out and out violating what the court said, just like it did for civil rights law after, you know, in the 1950s. And that's actually a segue to the next, next article I want to talk about. Okay. Have you, have you ever wondered if we had a civil war in this country where it would start?
7: My, my
2: sort of tacitus uh, go ahead well I I thought I thought that we got a uh, a uh, advanced trailer of what it might look at like at the Bundy ranch right yep but I, as far as where sure. it would start that was you know that that's never been uh, one of those things it was just real clear-cut
3: I, I assumed if If the union broke up, it would start in Texas. Just, I mean, that's the attitude that Texans wear. I think, I think we were radically, radically wrong. Maybe it'll be Hawaii, because Hawaii just said they don't have to obey the U.S. federal law or the U.S. Constitution. They gave the U.S. Supreme Court the middle finger on Wednesday. They said, "You don't understand. Hawaii is special. We have the Aloha spirit." So the second amendment doesn't apply here it's not in our state constitution so we don't have to obey the u.s constitution
2: that's a pretty radical interpretation of law well uh you know to, to a degree i kind of think it's almost insurrectionary to a degree
3: yeah that's what yes 100 percent 100 percent now the ruling reads like something out of you know i i, I it reads like something out of San Francisco where the judge is stoned. The Hawaii court argued that unrestricted public carrying undermines constitutional rights rather than is codified in them. So how do you appeal to constitutional rights while you deny the existence of the Second Amendment in the same breath? It's just, that's just bizarre. Right. The ruling references HBO's crime drama, The Wire, when it's suggested that adhering to outdated norms, societal norms, is unreasonable. All I can say is, wow, Judge, law and math are hard because we have millions of people, closer to three than two, 2.7 change million, of people who defend themselves every year with a firearm. You don't do that over a parking place. You do that because... You're afraid you're going to get killed when the guy breaks in the door. You grab your gun, shout, I called the cops, I'm armed, and hopefully, as they usually do, the robber goes, this isn't the robbery I had planned. I'll try down the street. Right. Is, is that hard, Bill? No, Is
2: it that is. too hard and, for a judge? And, and see, this is the thing. I, I would think that based on some of the arguments that they make, that they're basically saying there's no need for us to be around here anyway because this is the norm. And I I guess they exist so that they can, uh, you know, make sure that the norm is maintained. But um, I I guess at some point they're going to have to make their mind up which they want to be when they grow up because, (laughs) you know, on the one hand they want to be the last word. And then, you know, when you give them a chance to be the last word, Then they want to get out there and say, well, this is the norm, and um, it is not the norm anymore. That's why we have these legal precedents. The precedent sets the new norm, and it's an ever-changing thing. It's an always-changing thing, and that's both political or if you go back and reclaim the originalist intent. So,
3: you know. Well, I I like what the Supreme – I I read – judge thomas's ruling he said there is a balance to be struck here between liberty and risk to society and we struck that balance when they wrote the second amendment and passed it just like there was a a balance between liberty and tyranny and we struck that balance when we broke up our our federal government into different branches and had them independent of each other and contentious one for another right the executive doesn't make laws nor does the judicial making laws is the part of legislation the legislators but they don't enforce them nor do they rule on them so he goes oh yeah there's there's lots of checks and balances all the time but not at the state level the, that law is passed if you want to change the constitution by all means go for it you know how to do it
2: yep well, they, they know wow. that would that that would never work. A constitutional convention would never work for them. We're going to get into the break before you have a chance to tell where how to find you. So when we get back, uh, we'll find out how to find Mister Morse and everything. But yeah, this is a. It's always going to be an ongoing event. This is lock and load.
0: That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperT.com. Zero
2: five two three eight hundred two eight four zero five two three And welcome back. Wow, that was horrible. This is like a low talking to writer and podcaster Rob Morse. Uh, where 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 are we going this last segment, sir?
3: I, I want to start by interviewing you, Bill. Oh my! What the heck is what the heck is going on in South Carolina with constitutional carry? So the Senate passed, the yeah. House passed it, the Senate passed it. The bills are different, yeah. And now everybody's got an excuse,
2: yeah. So the uh, the House passed a bill that. Um, A lot of people looked at, and one of the things was they reiterated the whole: if you're, you can you can lose your gun rights if you're in prison for long, if you uh, have a conviction where you're in prison for one year. That's part of federal law. That's not a new thing. But since the lawmakers and the uh, the the behind the scenes quote grassroots end quote are out there they're not really paying attention to what has happened before and what's in place so they're always looking for the perfect bill so this it goes from the house to the senate now it's gone from the house to the senate many times it's never come out of the senate it's never been voted on in the senate so this time when it went to the house this time the senate uh that they got it out of the judiciary committee where it normally would die and they uh they got it out there for a vote And they have something called Amendment 36 attached to it, which is a really stupid amendment. And Amendment 36 Mm. is basically this. If you have a permit and you commit a crime with a gun, the penalty you face for that is not as severe as if you commit a crime with a gun and you don't have a permit.
3: That's
2: different. Now, we're talking about permitless carry. Now, part of it may be, it may have to do with the messaging or it may have to do with the fact that they really just don't want anybody to have permits. It's already illegal to commit a crime with a gun anyway. Permit or not, right? And uh, getting out there and using it in the commission of a crime should be uniform across the board but what they're saying is that this is the revolving door of criminals getting out there using guns although they either didn't look at the language or the language wasn't explained but when it got back to the house now it passed out of the senate first time it's ever done it got passed in the senate for the first time ever that's major that 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 is major advancement towards it but it's not perfect and in the quest for the perfect, um, they've decided that uh, they're not going to concur with this coming out of the house. So at this particular moment, um, this is uh, this is a confluence, if you will, of a bunch of politicians who. Quite honestly, don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're passing. They don't know. And if you point certain things out to some of the people that are trying to influence things behind the scenes, like one of the things is, it would make law enforcement less safe. First of all, I, I don't. Yeah, um, you know, if somebody's going to roll up on cops and start shooting cops, I'm almost certain they're not going to have a permit on them. I'm almost certain they're not buying their gun from a gun shop. Right. I'm almost right. certain they don't even have a gun that has a serial number on it. Yeah. So, um we're, we're now we're going to conflate criminals with people with with law-abiding citizens. We're doing that. Right. When I ask wh- how is it that 27 states have permitless carry and they do not have that issue? I am told that the people in those 27 states aren't as bad as the bad guys in South Carolina. Which is a new Standard of stupidity, in my opinion.
3: That's a that's a new argument. I've yeah. never
2: heard that before. Yeah, and that's because in the inner city of Columbia, where they're all considering this, you have blood and crip activity, and that's all based on drugs. And in Columbia, you have the seat of state government. You have Fort Jackson, South Carolina. You have the University of South Carolina, and you have Jim Clyburn's district, which is butts up right against uh, the downtown Columbia. And you have a lot of activity in a lot of specific geographical areas. Criminal activity, right? Crime is local, right? right. And they, they've also had Antifa activity, BLM activity. Uh, there's, you know, the the front, step, front steps of the state house are always sort of a flashpoint where the protesters want to be. Some of them are harmless. Some of them are are not. There's really no way of telling who it is or what they're going to do. And uh, you know, uh, most of the people. I, I grew up in Columbia. And most of the people that I grew up with have moved away from Columbia to the other side, as they say, to the other side of the river, which is, is uh, I believe it's the French broad river that splits it in two. They've moved to the other side yeah. where there's less crime. Yeah. Because of all that stuff that's in there. But when I hear this, when I, when I ask the questions, they're like, well, I still come down on the side of law enforcement. And I'm like, then you obviously are not, you, you, you don't understand the constitution. Yeah, because the Constitution, they, the other thing is what they've done is they're, they're going to take and offer the curriculum for the concealed weapon permit class free twice a month in right. each county. I saw that. Yeah. Now, uh, for somebody that but it's not compulsory. Right. So right. All of the stuff that came out of the Senate, this is all feel good stuff. It's with a bunch of guys that don't know what's going on. You got some Democrats from down in the low country, the guy who just uh was the, uh, the, uh, defense attorney, Hart Pootley and Dick Hart Pootley, and he, he defended Murdoch in, in that big trial. Oh. Um, he's out there talking all this nonsense, and it's the same talking points we've heard over and over again. And just like I in-
3: Everything for press release.
2: Right. Now, the, the, the other thing that's happened, just like it happened in North Carolina. In North Carolina, at the very last instant, when Paul Vallone had a bill that was about to pass, and he says it wasn't a perfect bill, but it was, he actually gotten something to where it could go. NRA shoots in there and says, this is not a perfect bill. We do not support it. Right. Now, NRA has not said that here. They've they've come in and said, this is not a good bill. But if you guys vote to concur with it, we're going to grade you. And like all good politicians who are absolutely uh, gutless in most cases, even when you're looking at a toothless threat like the NRA right now, uh, they caved. So right now, I don't know where it's at. And quite honestly, I don't care. Really? I don't care. I have a permit. I've had a permit for years. Well, we're right. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, if the people of South Carolina, if you know they wanted this bill, it has been passed out. This could be worked on if they just got it on the books. Paul right. Vallone thinks it should be gotten on the books just to have something to work with. Some other places yeah. think, some other associations that you know that you would respect, they think it should be gotten on the books. Gun Owners of America does not, NRA does not. Interesting. So we got all these little dueling opinions going back and forth, and in the interim, the uh, you know the the House, the House Republicans are just sitting there going, I don't know who to believe, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And when you've got a politician yeah. out there that's looking for answers. I, I don't have a problem with listening to your constituents go out there and have a little meeting listen to what your constituents say even if it's against what you believe vote that way if you want to do that legitimate right or if you're just getting out there and you've got a you've got a couple of tennis players and you're trying to figure out which one to back that gives you the least that makes you look good in everybody's eyes doesn't exist right yeah so interesting yeah well yeah
3: and and That is the art of politics. Yeah. Okay. We made some gains. It's not perfect. We pass it. And by the way, and here's my amendments to fix it. You know, we'll pass it today. and are not interested in
2: it. I have, I'm I'm pulling up somebody the other day, um, called me and asked me what I thought about it. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what I think about it. But I, I don't really have the clear cut answer because if it was my answer. I would take the glass half full. Right. Okay. We're in violent agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as far as whether we ever get it or not, I've seen this come and go a bunch of times. Yeah. And we got too many politicians in South Carolina that do not see beyond the imaginary line on the map. It's like we're in this opaque dome, so they don't know what goes on in the rest of the country. They don't look. They're not curious. Ah, uh, gotcha. Why, why I wouldn't be calling, like, you know, if I'm the Speaker of the House, I would be calling the Speaker of the House of Pennsylvania, who just sure. who just passed it. They just passed it here recently. They've got a year of stats, year before, year after. They've got a year of stats. It's either, am I, no, it might be Ohio. I'd be calling Ohio. Yeah. And uh, Ohio. I'd there be asking go. them. I'd be asking them. But before we run out of time, because we're about to, tell everybody how to find you.
3: I host the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. 20 minutes once a week. A little snack food of a podcast. I also write the Slow Facts blog. Yeah, that's longer. 2,100 articles. Write about a lot of things. A lot of gun rights there for you. My writing is picked up often at Class Daily and at OpsLens. Bill, thank you so much.
2: Yes, sir. My pleasure coming up. Uh, we got hour number two. And we got what is perennially. I don't even know if that's what is always mr morse's favorite follow-up and that would be uh dan zimmerman from shootingnewsweekly.com that's coming up next we'll be right back this is lock and load
8: The